Shortlist has been reporting recruitment industry news for more than 20 years. In this podcast, we share the full interviews that occur behind the scenes of our articles. This Shortlist interview is with Mark Nielsen, the APAC CEO of Talent. He talks us through the approach Talent has taken to the COVID-19 crisis and specifically some key objectives around keeping the team intact, removing the fear factor and, of course, emerging financially strong on the other side. So, Mark, let's um, let's go back a month or so and why don't you tell me what was going through your head in the initial stages of the COVID-19 pandemic and at what stage did you really react and, and what were those first reactions like? I think when we first heard about it, it was around about January, I think people were wary, um, but I don't think people understood the full implication of this on uh, for our business, the ANZ business, um, and Australia and New Zealand as a whole. Uh, so, uh, so, so, so I'd say we were wary, um, but we didn't really understand the full, full impact. We also just come off the back of the bushfires. So I think our, our, our thoughts were that at the moment, okay, what is, this, what is the impact of this going to be on the business? Um, is there going to be any impact? Uh, how's the sentiment going to change? Because the view was that we're probably going to have growth for that quarter or growth will go down to probably below 1%. Um, so we were still reeling from that and then all of a sudden this thing hit. Um, so, yeah, so initial thoughts was, well, as, as, as this got closer and closer and we realised this was going to become uh, a major issue, uh, I don't really think anybody knew how it would unfold. Um, so we were all, as I, as I put, put in my note there, we were all sort of going down a track here. We had our three-year plans. Everything was looking reasonably solid. Uh, numbers were good. We were sort of forecasting where we were going to be by the end of the year. Uh, I think morale was positive. Uh, we believed the bushfires were over now, and then all of a sudden, bam, um, this thing just hit us from left field. So, um, so I sort of, uh, we didn't rush into it. A lot of our uh, other people in the industry just decided, okay, well, this is a major problem. Let's just uh, cut costs. And obviously, the easiest cost to cut are people. So, reduce. Uh, they reduce salaries, uh, cut out people, uh, retrench them, et cetera, et cetera. We sort of took a step back uh, and we said, well, uh, let, let's, just, let's just think of it. Uh, we spend a huge amount of time developing our three-year plans as to where we're going to go. And if we make mistakes now, this could impact the long-term viability of the business. And a few things that may not be as bad, as as initially we thought it would be, made worse. Um, we don't know what stimulus is going to come through from the government. Uh, there's so many unknowns that you can't, there were just too many unknowns to make a decision um, as to exactly how we're going to do. So what we did was we communicated to the business and said, okay, we're in the process of putting together a robust plan. Uh, we will keep you informed as to how we go. So we um, a working group, um, and really uh, that was sort of the first step. Uh, overall, my basic premise was, okay, we've got to protect the downside, i.e. we got to make sure that uh, we have enough cash uh, in the business and make sure and get a view from our bankers and our funders exactly where they sit. So we did that, and then we said, okay, well, given that we've done that now, the next step is 
let's look what do we want that what do we want to look like what do you want the business to look like when we come out of this and how do we mold those objectives um, and outcomes into a plan and so and so tell me about then what the plan looks like how, as much as you're able to share of that yeah yeah okay so the first thing we, we sort of realized was what are the key objectives okay in any uh, situation where uh, there's challenges, the first thing is that people uh, are scared, okay? So you've got to take away the fear because if you don't take away the fear, you don't allow people to think out of the box um, and you don't allow people uh, to be confident in what they're doing uh, because everybody's got to work in a different way and act in a different way. Whereas if you take away that fear straight away, I think you you almost open the spirit of innovation. Uh, the next thing was that we we had to have a one-team mentality. Um, and why that was so important was because uh, leads, roles, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, we wanted people to be able to transfer between offices, between each other, and share as much as possible mm-hmm. uh, because that was rather... Uh, let's let, let work as a team to get as much as we can. Um, the other thing was just providing each other support. Yeah. So that was sort of on the financial side. But if we one team, we provide in each other support. We're not competing against each other. Um, and then and then that then went out to, and, and then from that we then worked it through. So from that we defined the outcome. So uh, the outcomes were really around taking away fear, making sure that we've got our team intact. Uh, uh, making sure that the consultants and the, the people bringing in uh, the money to the business are still motivated incentivized to do that. Making uh, making sure that people continue to live the values and why and the purpose. And why that is so important is that if you follow the purpose, you actually naturally have a longer term focus. So even in these times, you continue to focus on building relationships, talking to people, getting out there. Um, And when you come out of this, uh, that sort of stuff will definitely be rewarded. Um, Okay. Okay. And then on the financial side, obviously, objectively was cash flow. uh, And then the, and then making sure that we we meet our our debt covenant and, and that, and that we put that all in place. Okay. So, the way we did it, um, first step was to set up a task force. Okay, so the philosophy behind this was normally with everything you do, we know there's a playbook. Okay, so uh, I mean, in normal times, you still know what you've got to do. You know, you've got a, a customer engagement, a contract engagement, candidate engagement, team engagement, uh, and look for new solutions and ways of doing things. Okay, pretty straightforward. It's just how you go out and do it. Uh, in this case, there was no playbook because it hadn't happened before. The GFC happened, but the GFC was slower, and I think we all anticipated something was going to give, but it wasn't like this. And the GFC was a financially, it was a, a financially stru- financial structured um, corporate failure, uh, uh, debt-driven failure, where this was uh, basically a spread of a, a virus which we hadn't seen before. Um, so we set up this task force, uh, or this, this team, this, this, and what it was really comprised, 
finance, PNC, and leaders from within the business. And um, and why we wanted a diverse group of, think of, 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 of people coming to the table is because everybody understands what the team wants in a, in a different way. Everybody at finance, and, but finance obviously understands what can be done. People and culture understand how we how we're going to get out of this with everyone in tech, and the general managers on the ground know what uh, the teams on the ground what they would expect um, and what we can deliver. So that's why we put it together. Um, it took about four or five days, and then the focus was really on saying, okay, what outcomes do we want? And I think I've mentioned those, but uh, keeping the great team intact because, as you know, we spent a lot of um, effort and a lot of time building our culture and we didn't want to lose that. Um, then the next thing was ensuring our team was safe and healthy, taking away fear. I said that the one team principle uh, and obviously being financially strong as we come out of the other side of the, the crisis. Okay, so... Okay, so in terms of the plan, the way we did that, I mean, do you want me to go into detail? Yeah, yeah, keep going into detail. Yeah. Thank you, this is yeah. great. Okay, so so the, the way we did the plan was we we benchmarked uh, we benchmarked um, February because that was effectively uh, the month before everything really hit, and then we had and then we built in five phases and we said, okay, well, based on that, um, if uh, net fee income or gross margin falls below a certain number. Uh, we then move into the next phase, so phase phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five. Phase five uh, is really the, the bottom end phase, and um, hopefully uh, we will, we will never get there. And then we said, based on that, okay, what what do we need to do with the business in all of those phases? Uh, what government incentives can we take advantage of? What communication do we need to the other stakeholders in all those phases? And then most importantly is the communication to the business. So in each of those phases, we had a certain, uh, a certain salary cut that the executives um, and, and managers had to take. Uh, generally, the, um, the consultants, uh, resources, and most of the back office people remained untouched. And then we said, about those phases, let's work that through. And we made it transparent so everybody in the business could see um, what the uh, what 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 to whatever result in the business, what the impact on them was, and then we said, okay, well, we will take the the bulk of the hit as leaders, um, if 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 we do get if we do progress into the further phases, but um, all we want for you is that you um, up your cadence, you give it your all, um, and you really live and breathe the values of the organisation. Um, and then and then every week we then have an update as to where we are, so everybody knows. That's so all clear. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, and it's certainly um, it's certainly a little bit different to the approaches that I'm hearing reported elsewhere in the industry, and it's very refreshing to hear. Um, you mentioned, uh, so you just talked about cutting consultants pay last, and and but but still asking them to give it their all. And I think you mentioned a little bit earlier. Let me just find it. Just making sure people are still motivated and incentivized to perform. What um, what are you doing on the motivation side? What can you tell me about that? Well, obviously, um, you get the financial motivation, so that's all going to remain intact. Um, but but then on the other side, uh, there are numerous things that we're doing across the business. Uh, our intranet, our commerce platform, uh, that was going to be uh, rolled out uh, middle of beginning of May. We've we've we brought that forward. That's all rolled out, 
and that's really a great communication platform for everyone to 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 speak to each other. Um, and there's continuous feedback, things that are coming through from uh, the leaders in the business, and a lot of sharing going through that. Uh, there's we also, um, as I said before, we have team huddles uh, once a week, where it's an open Q and A. We get everyone on Zoom, and they can. Uh, I go through a few highlights, things that we've done, um, and then give an update as to where we are. So it's all transparent, it's all clear. When we were releasing the plan, um, I did it. We did it branch by branch. Yep. So we actually and we almost spoke to everyone directly, uh, and then same time asked people had questions, uh, and then took those questions on board. Yeah. And what are, then, what are you finding that um, the questions are about? What do people most want information on? Um, I think more more detail around uh, when the phases when the phases kick in. I think that was one thing which was quite important. Um, also, what is the balance between uh, billions and living the values for consultants? Also, a bit more help on uh, how you approach customers in in in, in times like this, um, and then um, how working from home works. So it was generic, but it was more it was more around those issues. So how does how do we work differently? Yeah, yeah. And um, and can I take you back to that? So that, that issue of how you approach customers at the moment, that's something that's coming up. I am hearing, because I write about both the, the recruitment side and the HR side, I'm definitely hearing from HR that some recruiters are not being as sensitive as they could be at the moment in their approaches. So what sort of guidance are you giving your people around that? Yeah, so so this, is, this had to be a collaborated effort. Um we had to go out and get, and really um, got our people and culture and our marketing team behind uh, uh, behind the sales consultants and behind everyone in the business to this relevant content. So, for example, we went out with uh, a working from home guide. Um, there's an article that was for the customers, uh, for contractors. There's an article which I think is going to get posted out. Um, around how we're working with the contractors on mental health issues. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's having those really touch points with uh, customers uh, within organisations as to uh, things like JobKeeper, uh, all, 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 all the different um, incentives that, that that government has put out. So it's really us just being ahead of the curve. And as questions are asked, uh, we have the ability to address them. Uh, and really our learnings as to what we've done and how we've done it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so it's, just, it's just being transparent. With, with, and, and I think that comes back to the one-team approach. So the one-team approach doesn't just apply to people with talent, but it applies to all our customers, all our contractors, all our candidates. And we will do what we can um, to help uh, where we can. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the other thing we did as well, which was quite important, we did a Gallup survey uh, of the business, and we we asked pertinent questions. So, for example, um, do I feel safe working from home? Um, and you can understand why we asked that one, because obviously uh, domestic violence increases when people are in, in a confined space together. So we asked questions like, how is our mental health? Um, has management really articulated a plan? Have I got the right tools? Do I know? Do I feel that I'm adding value? And then we did a Gallup survey on those, and then we actually, from that, 
people had to put comments in and we actually took all those comments and now we're implementing a few tweaks and changes around that and a few additional things um, to make sure that people feel uh, that those are addressed. And then we do other things. So every week we had a trivia uh, where everybody uh, gets dressed up and we have a theme and then there's Uber vouchers, et cetera, et cetera. So just, and then, and then there's wine club on, on a Friday, which the, the general managers do. So there's all of that sort of stuff, which, um, which we're trying to do to keep it all going. But the main thing is a lot of comms yeah. um, and targeted comms and just be open and transparent as, as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me any detail about the sorts of tweaks and changes that you made as a result of the feedback from the Gallup survey? Okay, so uh, a few things, health and wellbeing initiatives. Uh, so we've rolled out a thing called Virgin Pulse, which is basically a 100-day program. Um, uh, mental, and we, we had a, another a men's mental health group, uh, which we had a session on and we set that up. Um, so basically uh, a bit more around making people feel that how, that they're valuing that 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 they're adding value, and they're delivering because I think people feel um, effectively uh, harder. I become more part of the one team. So some stuff on that, and that was more direct communication and really reiterating that whatever role you have in the organisation, if you're paying the contractors in these times, that is probably one of the crucial, most crucial roles. If you're collecting the money, that just is crucial. So all of that people and culture, marketing, whatever you do in the business sales, everybody's role is so crucial at the yeah. same time. Um, and then more collaboration around sales leads and opportunities. Um, yeah, so we put that on blink. And then I said, I think I mentioned um, uh, really uh, moving it to a weekly session where um, people can ask me any questions that are on their mind just to give them that comfort. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great idea. And, and, and just and just what we did do as well, mm. um, we, when we had that session, um, the first session, we actually said to everyone, provided that you do what we've asked you to do in terms of your cadence, living the values, giving it all, um, we, we're going to wrap arms around you and we will take away the fear of, of losing your job. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so have you managed to not make any redundancies at all? Yeah, since the day the plan's gone. Uh, we've had no in, in in ANZ. We've had no redundancy. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. What can you tell me about how the business has been impacted so far in terms of jobs demand and and so on? Yeah. So um, perm uh, slowed perm has slowed down a bit, um, but it was understandable. Uh, I think the roles are still there. It's just a matter of a lot of them being moved out and deferred. Uh, contractors. Yeah. There's been a few fall-offs um, really around, I'd say, organisations that have been affected directly uh, by people working from home and um, lack of lack of tourism, lack of retail, spend, all that sort of stuff, but really affected by the lockdowns. Um, but generally, uh, I, I think we're going okay. Yeah, um, no, that's we've, we've great. Doing well. And have you been surprised? A few leaders I've spoken to have been surprised by this sort of support that um, the host employers are, are providing to contractors and temp workers and all of that. Are you finding the same thing that people are very well looked after? Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think it's, I think uh, I think it's true. So the first thing is yeah, the support, um, but also just the ability to reach out to people. 
um, and have real and have real conversations, which has been a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Can you give me any examples of things going on in your workplace that have really lifted your spirits or pleasantly surprised you? Um, I think probably the way that everybody's really embraced what we're doing, uh, and I think the way that people are communicating that with each other. So people are, uh, so I think that's probably the thing which has really, really made me proud, that, that people, that, that every, everybody in the business has really stood up to the challenge. And uh, sometimes people are, uh, have, not scared, but, but sometimes people don't give it their all because of, of fear. And hopefully by doing this, everybody says it, I've actually got nothing to lose. I've just got to do my best and go after what I can. Um, and I think that it's been huge. It's been a huge growth curve for them, which is good. And for the general man, the management team at Talent have just really um, done amazing, amazing job in just lifting the spirits of everyone. And I think it's for everyone. It's it's been a growing experience. Um, so hopefully, when we come out of this, uh, we would have bought into a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You did touch on this. You've touched on a lot of the questions that I had prepared um, already, but I've just probably got one that I'd like to go back to. I know that purpose is something that you're passionate about and, and we've talked about talent's purpose and mission before and the cultural work that you've done. So, I mean, what difference do you think that's going to make in your company's ability to survive this downturn and emerge strongly on the other side? Um, so I think people have really, uh, in, in times where uh, things are good, uh, generally, uh, people focus on, sometimes on the short term. Uh, but what, what having a purpose does, it actually allows you to focus more more on the longer term. And by, by that, I mean uh, you actually start looking at building longer term relationships. And often, longer term when you start a longer term relationship with a, a candidate, a customer, a colleague, there's often not a quick win. Um, You've got to develop it and you've got to build it up. And that's really part of, of what we're trying to do here is by giving people, uh, uh, unleashing human, sure, giving people the most amazing experience. But so so um, those conversations, people have got a bit more time, are happening more and more often. And when we come out of this, those relationships will be strong. And the, 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 the philosophy that people in the business have taken is I may not be able to, to have to work with you now or do a role with you, but what I can do is I can build the relationship and I can actually help you. So if you're a customer that potentially phones up and asks us about how do we, what about onboarding work from home, let's have that conversation um, and, and let's work with you to build those relationships. So that's the first side. The other side is I think the connection between people in the business uh, will also be a lot stronger because um, – Normally, we, when we, we just pick up the phone now, but by working from home or working remotely, virtually, there's a lot more. You actually see people's faces, um, and I think people will have memories of this, and uh, it almost builds that resilience and that camaraderie, uh, which hope, which which when we come out of this, I think will really, really help the business. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Mark. So that was Mark Nielsen, CEO of Talent, sharing his business strategies for surviving through COVID-19. Do let me know if you have any questions about his plans because he's more than happy to share further detail in a future podcast or shortlist article.
The interviews featuring in this podcast are all reported at shortlist.net.au, Australia's news service for recruitment and talent acquisition leaders. I'm Joan Knox, Shortlist Editor, and I look forward to sharing my next interview soon.